dogs are like pure energy readers. They don't read, they don't listen to what you're saying. They don't listen to the volume at what you're saying it. It's mostly your energy. Totally. Yeah. But unless you say chicken, if you say chicken (laughs) or treat near my dogs, they understand what I'm saying. I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles. Welcome Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so I was on Instagram, I don't know, a couple of months ago, and I bumped into this account, Jess Rona Grooming, and I immediately fell in love with her because not only was she showcasing these adorable dogs getting groomed, she had the most funny videos, the best comedic personality while she was grooming these dogs. And of course, she gave them these Beyonce moments where their hair was being blown out to the gods. It was just incredible. So I sent it to Sarah and I'm like, we need to have her on the podcast. Sarah's like, I've been trying to get a dog groomer on the podcast this whole time. And to Sarah's credit, yes, like one of the first things she suggested when we launched was that she wanted to get a dog groomer on. And at the time I did not have little Quinny. And I was also kind of like, this is a human podcast, not a dog podcast. But our furry friends are super important to us. They are our children. So we want to take the best care of them as we can. And here's the thing about one Jess Rona. Literally, Katie Perry, Katie MFing Perry, says that Jess Rona is to dogs as Vidal Sassoon is to the bob cut. Okay, so this woman is legendary. She has a huge celebrity clientele and she spent her 20s and 30s grooming dogs during the day and doing improv at night, which is why she is on the money when it comes to her jokes and her comedic point of view. So we said, okay, Jess Rona. My Jess Rona, will you come on the podcast and talk to us about taking care of our dogs? If you do not have a dog or an animal, trust me, you are still going to love this episode because, again, Jess is hysterical and she's going to give you some really interesting and helpful tips, ways that you can take care of your dog, why your dog might be freaking the hell out when it goes to get groomed, how often should your dog be groomed, how often should you be brushing your dog's teeth, so many things. And she might have just helped me get Quinn's little demon devil dog personality under control. We're getting there, we're getting there. Anyways, Enjoy this episode with Jess Rona. You can learn more about her and her team on her website, JessRonaGrooming.com. And if you live in LA, book at their Larchmont location. Kirby, for the last two and a half years, what has been my ultimate dream for the podcast? A dog grooming episode because you effing are obsessed with your dog and then I got a dog and now I'm obsessed with my dog and now I only want the best for little Quinny. 
Exactly. And this is like where the true talent of beauty hair lies is the dog groomers. And so we are honored to have the best of the best in the industry on Los Angeles today. Welcome Jess Rona to Los Angeles. Woo! Thank you so much. I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> Jess, I have to ask, do people sing your name to the tune of my Sharona? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> That's literally what I think in my head. Really? Can you sing it? My Jess Rona. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was Jess. I don't know where I. No, I like yours. This needs to be the intro to like your online courses. Like just like a quick little Kirby singing. I'll just have Kirby sing it. Yeah. We could do something fun. Where you can like start with back to camera and then spin around and do an intro with like some glittery stars. Let's talk after the show. You know what I mean? Great. Just let me know your rates and like, you know. We're vibing. Okay, cool, We're cool, vibing. cool, cool, cool. I'm really into it. Needless to say, we are thrilled to have you. You're such a gem and truly like to Sarah's point, when it comes to styling hair or grooming in general, doing it on an animal is 1,000 times more difficult than doing it on a human being or even a child. Like maybe even a child would just be kind of like chilling. Dogs kind of have a mind of their own. The amount of fur, the textures, <laughs> personalities. The patience. Yes, you need a lot of patience. I can't tell you how seen I feel right now. I'm seen. <laughs> I feel valued. I feel heard. Good. I feel calm, actually, really calm, knowing that I'm seen and heard. So thank you for that. Picture trying to sculpt something in the back of a Jeep off-road. Yeah, right. And that's how I describe grooming. I mean, that's not that bad, but you know. And then to also have like, not this of the personality of the dog, but then the owner and human. I can't even imagine. Yeah, every dog comes with a human. I used to struggle a lot with that because I was always having to prove myself, but I feel like I'm in a mm. really fortunate space right now where the owners are usually like, do whatever you want, which is like the most fun. So I don't want you to think I'm like stressed out all the time. Maybe when I was, you know, 20 years ago when I was first starting, but now it's just, it's piece of cake. Yeah. When you were a baby groomer, I was a baby. you know, people had things that they wanted and they demanded. Now people oh, come yeah. to you because you are the artiste. You see the vision for the dog. Thank you. Thank you so much. People would like give me a little folded list, trim the pads, trim the nails, trim out all these little details. And I used to have to be like, can I play with boots or bell bottoms? Or do you think maybe I could play with a long ear or a short ear? Like I would have to sort of work with clients. And then once I built trust and they could see that I put my skill out there, then they would kind of give me more free reign. But in the beginning, no, 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 no. And also I wasn't that great in the beginning. No one's really good when they first start anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, we're going to talk more about your career and everything, but we want to start off with a question we ask all of our guests. This is a beauty podcast. After all, we want to know what is on your face. Oh my God. Okay. So I don't know if I'm saying this right, but Augustina Spader, do you know the cream? Yeah, you get it. Yes. It's yes. pricey, but guess who got it for Christmas? Me. Because I asked for it because that shit's 80 bucks. Can I say shit? Hope that's okay. Yeah. Curse. Awesome. But it's on my face and I freaking love it because you don't need a lot and it just goes all over and smooth. So nice. I very much recommend it. I'm also a big hydrosol person, whatchamacallit, like rose water. 
Uh-huh. You know, is that that's hydrosol, right? Where you could do a face mist. Yeah. Do you like to make your own rose water mist? No, there's one that I get. I have it somewhere around here. But I really like Mario Badescu. They have a good one. The OG. Oh, is that the OG? Okay, you guys are like really fluent in the beauty world. I'm like, you know, just dipping my toe. I just started watching beauty makeup tutorials on YouTube. And I know I'm really late to the game. But man, that shit's fun. So I'm really into moisturizing because I live in LA. It's super dry. I'm constantly moisturizing. I just tried the really, really fancy Aesop. Yep. Oh, Aesop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went in there and I got some samples of like this moisturizing mask and I just did it before this podcast. Oh. And I think it's nice. So I'm all about the moisture baby. And as far as hair goes... I have some clients that have hair product lines, and obviously I got to name drop Jen Atkins Way. It's the best conditioner I've ever used, ever. And then I also just started Pureology Strength Cure Shampoo. Shout out to Gregory Russell. He's another client, and like he's very beautiful. Okay, I just have to say like that is another, like just a testament to your work, because for you to have the best hairstylists as your (laughs) clients like they trust you with their dogs I mean that's amazing that's huge yeah I'm honored I love them so much I have a lot of hair and makeup people that I groom their dogs and I just feel like they're like a different breed no pun intended of people I just feel like they're one of me I'm one of them but I'm the dog version but yeah way conditioner the Strength Cure Shampoo Pureology. I don't think it's Gregory's line, but he works with them and they just sent me a bunch of shit and it's so good. So good. I love it all. It is so good. Pureology is just so good. It's so good. I'm new to all this stuff, you guys. I want to start getting more into serums. Well, you've come to the right place. I'm going to get vulnerable. I'm going (laughs) to confess. I want to get into some serums. What else I'm really into is like burning Palo Santo and like smelly good things. Mm. I have some yummy candles that I'm always burning. I always want to smell good. I want incenses. I want Palo Santo. I want fucking sage. You know what I mean? I keep this shit everywhere. I love a nice smelling some something. That's what I'm really loving for self-care. Yes, it, it is the vibe. You were setting the mood. Yeah, I burn Palo Santo at work all the time. If we're having like a stressful moment, we'll burn Palo Santo and it kind of like chills out the room a lot. Highly recommend burning some shit. If you can like distract your mind with a smell, you know, when you're like in a stressful zone and that's maybe why I like a hydrosol, you know, cause it like kind of like interrupts your moment with a different sort of sensory experience. I'm all about that for healing self-care. Do I sound so LA right now? Yeah, but we love it cause we are LA. I don't have a crystal collection. So, you know, soon enough, soon enough. One could only hope. Jess, I feel like you're going to need your own like candle collaboration, like a boy's smells for Jess Rona. We're working on some shit. I'm working on a product line. I'm about to start like very, very, very early on, but like a really kick-ass brand for dogs. Mm, hell yeah. Stay tuned, baby. Okay. We're in like very early, early stages. I mean, it's been my dream for like five plus years. It's just been one of those things that's like, you know, everybody has that one big impossible dream that they feel like they maybe can't achieve it, but it's like so good and you have to, but you have no idea how. So that's where I'm at, but I'm just slowly getting the ball rolling. Oh, we can't wait. I'm excited. Get on my dog's fur immediately. Okay, so let's take it back to the beginning as our dear love Hillary Duff once said in a song, okay? Mm. So 
you <laughs> you did not set out in life to become a celebrity dog groomer. Like that wasn't the shimmer in your eye when you were born. You wanted to be an actress and, or comedian or both. I mean, they're they're one and the same at this point. You have to be really funny to be a good actress, in my humble opinion. But wow. I read that as a teen, you were enticed to a job description that said bathing dogs at PetSmart, right? Yeah. Thinking of myself as a teenager, seeing anything requiring bathing a dog would be like immediately no. There's no chance. Immediately no. Instantly, I was like, yeah, no. Like, I'm terrified. It scares me. I would be very bad at it. You, on the other hand, are like, this, I'm getting the vibe. This is the vision. Let's go in and try it. Yeah. So what enticed you to want to actually, like, kickstart this dog bathing situation? I think it seemed the most interesting and the least boring, to be honest. I didn't want to, like, check people out or work with birds. It was at PetSmart, so I could do all these other jobs, like work with the fish. That seemed, all the jobs seemed boring. And I was like, oh, bathing dogs doesn't feel like I'm like bored. It feels like not boring. So I wanted to see what it was like. I never even thought about like, oh, no, I'm going to get bit. Oh, no, I'm going to be wet all day. It's the hardest job ever. And I'm going to be terrible at it. All of those things really were true. But I just didn't let that stop me. I don't know. I don't know why. I've never heard anybody say that how they would react to that. I never heard anybody be like, I would have immediately know. But I guess I never even thought about that in a way. Well, I I bring that up because I feel like that means you're probably like very confident in yourself. Me being your age, looking at that job description, I'd be like, I would not be able to wrangle any size dog. I would not be able to keep them from like having a mental breakdown. And then I feel like it'd be traumatizing to me. Yeah, no, I think you have a much higher level of self-awareness than I did. (laughs) And you kind of like, were like, let's take a step back and think of all these reasons why I shouldn't do this. I didn't have a lot of self-awareness till about a couple months ago, to be honest. (laughs) I've really been working on it. But like that really like next level self-awareness is really a great quality to have. I bet you have really good friendships. (laughs) I just didn't have that when I was a kid. I was like, fuck it. I don't know. Sure. I will say one of the very first like jobs or like internships, you could call it when I was like 13 or 14, I wanted to work at the vet's office because I was like, this is the best job ever. You get to like play with pets all the time and take care of them. I love dogs. And then I like worked at the vet's office and I was like, this is really depressing because people are only bringing in their pets when they're sick. It was also gross. And like, it wasn't just, you know, dogs. It was all of the animals. So, you know, you have this vision of what you think it could be. And like you said, Kirby, she knew. (laughs) She already knew. She had that insight. Yeah. You had a positive experience bathing dogs. Is that a pun? Was that, did you pause for pun? Wow. I didn't, but maybe I did. Wow. That was unintentional beauty right there. Waka waka. It was mine because I noticed it, but I'm going to give it to you. It's a misconception. People think that grooming dogs is just playing with puppies all day, which sometimes it can be, but we're doing things to them that they don't like. Like brushing their teeth and clipping their nails and brushing them out and making them stand on a table. But the cool thing is, is that over the last 20 plus years, I've developed technique to make it so that I'm playing with dogs all day because I could groom dogs in my sleep at this point. And I'm training a whole staff to do it the way I do it. And it makes your job so much easier when the dogs are calm. I've taught them the JRG way of keeping dogs calm so they have a better time grooming. It's something that is really difficult to teach. I do digital courses 
for groomers. And I would love to find a way to do like an energetic technique course to show them that it doesn't have to be hard. It can be sort of easy if you can learn how to work with energy. That is like so important. Dogs are like pure energy readers. They don't read, they don't listen to what you're saying. They don't listen to the volume at what you're saying it. It's mostly your energy. Totally. Yeah. But unless you say chicken, if you say chicken (laughs) or treat near my dogs, they understand what I'm saying. Want to go on a walk? Hungry. Yeah. We spell things out a lot at the house. We started saying stroll, my husband and I. We say, would you like to go on a stroll? So then the dogs don't get it yet. And we also try to keep our inflection really like (laughs) straight. Would you like to go on a stroll? Talking about, you know, when you're grooming these dogs, not only are you matching their energy, making sure they're calm, you're really looking at them and like bringing out the best in their features, you know, giving them that like Beyonce moment where they feel like a million bucks Thank you. walking out of the shop. So not everyone can access you, just, you know, we have listeners across the country, around the world, but people need to, you know, bring their pets to get groomed, but it can be stressful because this is their baby. Mm-hmm. People might not have that same good energy as you do. What advice can you give people when they're looking for a dog groomer? Like, what should we look for? Are we going on Yelp? What are we doing? Yeah, I mean, you can go on Yelp. You know, a lot of people use their dogs as sort of a gauge to see if their dog is trembling and freaked out when they go into the grooming shop. I do want to point this out, though, because there's like some asterisks here. I put this on my website, actually. I did like top three tips for how to drop off your dog, because the more you as a human can have a no big deal energy when dropping off the dog and picking up the dog, your dog will have a different reaction to the groomer. So if you have a no big deal energy and you drop off the dog, even like if you want to call ahead of time with some grooming instructions or thoughts, so the drop off can be really quick, the longer you stay there and talk and the more you baby the dog during the drop off, the more anxious your dog is going to get. So don't treat it like a human baby. Treat it like a dog where you are in control. You have like a nice, firm, confident energy, very calm, no big deal, just another day. See you later. And when you pick up instead of, oh my God. That'll rally up the dog a little too much, probably affect the other dogs in the grooming shop. So don't do that. No big deal. And then once the dog has calmed down a little bit, you're in the car, then go nuts. So sometimes I feel like the human energy can affect the dog and they put it on the groomers like, well, my dog always trembles when he goes in here. That said, use your intuition. If you have a feeling that the place is dirty or janky, you know, maybe you might be right. It's really good to have your dog on a schedule, especially when your dog's a puppy. I would say when you have a puppy, start every other week just a bath, just to get the dogs used to it. And I also always recommend having the groomer condition your dog. So make sure you always get your dogs conditioned, make sure they brush the teeth every visit. So there's just different things you can do as a human to help the groomer make sure that they're doing a great job. If there's a window where you can watch the dogs get groomed, feel the vibe, you know, feel the vibe. Yeah observe if you can. Yeah. Just when you say condition the dog. So this is kind of news to me. Do most places when you take your dog to get groomed, they just do a basic shampoo and that's it. They don't condition the dog. Oh, friend, this goes back to my product line. People just like don't understand the science of skin and coat. It like makes me sad. 
because dogs, when you, like, when you wash your face and you don't put moisturizer on, when you wash your hair and don't condition, you're stripping away natural oils. And so what happens is you could, I mean, this doesn't happen every single time. There's lots of dogs that never get conditioned. It's not the end of the world. But if you're stripping away oils, just put them back on. Dogs should get hydrated. Sometimes if you strip away oils with a clarifying shampoo or something and you don't rehydrate, the dog can overproduce oil and then it can create itchies or issues, hot spots overproduction of bacteria that's naturally occurring, but just like it, it kind of like makes everything imbalanced. And it's so funny because there's like oatmeal shampoo. Everybody thinks oatmeal shampoo is so hydrating, but if you think about oatmeal, it's very drawing out of impurities. It's almost like a clay. It is soothing, but like it's crazy to me that people don't understand that they need to hydrate the coat. And also back to your point before about like how often to get the dog groomed or whatever, I usually say a rule of thumb is once a month, and if you bathe your dog at home and you have a really fluffy dog, fully brush the dog with a slicker brush before the bath, bathe in condition, fully dry or wait till the next day and then fully brush again. So I just wanted to make sure to mention how important it is to brush your dog, especially a fluffy dog, because we don't want to have to shave your dog. And I just had to shave a doodle the other day and it was like heartbreaking for me. But I'm like, friend, you didn't brush your dog. Like what? I'm not, you know what I mean? Then it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much. And that was just like the first question, really, that we even asked you. I'm obsessed. I'm a well of info. I want to spread the word as much as I can to help. This won't even help dog parents. It'll help dogs if I can teach people for sure. Yeah. You kind of touched on this, but I'm curious, like, are there any like straight up red flags that we should be aware of? Like if we, let's say, take our dog to the groomer and we get the dog back and we've done everything in our power to like keep the energy right mm -hmm. and we get them home. Is there anything that we should be looking at maybe um, aesthetically or in their behavior that you're like, huh, maybe something happened here. This isn't good. Man. Well, I mean, aesthetically, if the haircut is like choppy, uneven, if your dog looks like an old man, you know, especially in like the week after, then you'll know if the haircut was good. Like if my dogs come in a month later and they're out of the bath and fluffed out and their haircut still looks even and beautiful, I know I did a good job. It's tough because so many people have big energy when they greet their dog. Hi, babies! The dog's going to wag their tail and be excited. Dogs are like strictly in the moment, you know? They're not thinking about anything other than right now. Just check the vibe. Okay. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. I also feel like, you know, ask around if people love their groomer and if your groomer's booked out really far in advance, chances are they're really good. Like some new dog grooming business owners aren't as booked out, but they're still wonderful. So it just depends. Is there a right way to bathe a dog? And according to you, like what is your routine? Like walk us through how you achieve the perfect doggy blowout. Oh God, love this question. So I did create a pet parent course and I went through how to bathe and prep and everything in my pet parent course. So you want to know how we do it at my shop? Yeah. If you can like reveal your secrets. Okay. Yes. I will tell you all my secrets. Okay. So we always start off with brushing the dog's teeth and cleaning their ears. We don't really pluck their ears. 
as much like dogs. Some dogs have really thick fluff in their ears. And I recommend okay. going to the vet if you need to pluck their ears because it's it's a little painful. And you don't really need to have the dog's ears completely hair free. So I just want to put that out there. Because when you pluck the ears, I'm not going to stay on this too long. But when you pluck the ears of a dog, you're left with little holes where the hair was. So then things can collect in those holes and create infections. Anyway, but we're, we'll move on to the glam. So we start off with a blueberry facial. And this is by a company called Tropiclean and... It's like a really delicious smelling, thick, concentrated shampoo for the face. There's little scrubby bubbles in it. And that's what everybody kisses. That's where tear stains are. That's where like lip crusties are. So we'll start off with wetting the face and doing one facial, really working it in and then rinsing it. And then we do another one. So we put another facial on, lather it in, because you've already sort of washed the first layer of grime off. And then you put the next layer on. We love this double cleanse, Kirby, a double cleanse. Oh, is that a thing? Okay, yeah. We're going to double cleanse. Totally a double cleanse. It's really just the face. So while the second facial is all lathered and sitting, and I'm talking all the lip folds, like especially like cocker spaniels with those like lips, little pugs with little snushy faces, ears, everything. And then um, once the head is fully clean, then I'm going to work on the body and I'm going to do a nice shampoo according to the coat type. Some coat types need more oil. Some coat types need more clarifying. It really just depends. I'm loving iGroom. It's a great brand if you're looking for a brand to get. I think they sell it on Chewy. They have their own website. They have this D-Shed Detangle Shampoo and Condish. They're also like always out of it, but if you can get your hands on it, I sell it at my shop. It's great. So I'll do probably one really good lather shampoo while the facial and everything is on. Then the whole dog is now lathered, right? Now I'm going to rinse just the face. So the shampoo is still on the body because you want the shampoo to sit for five to 10 minutes. So you really work it in between the toesies, the tail, everywhere. And then while the shampoo is sitting, I'll rinse the face. And then we use an argon oil-based face mask. So this is a hydrating face mask that we use on every dog at my shop. So we've got two facials done. Now we're going to put the face mask on. So this is going to hydrate all the folds and wrinkles. And then once the face mask is sitting, now I rinse the shampoo and put a hydrating mask conditioner on the dog. There's a company called Yves Saint Bernard that has these oils that are really nice if your dog has really dry skin or issues. Sometimes we'll add some oils to the conditioner. My bather, Jay, who's been with me for like 10 plus years, he does like full-on conditioner cocktails of different brands, depending on the dog. He's like a master bather. That's a great term. Master bather? Sure. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. A master bather. <laughs> but he will create little cocktails depending on what the dog needs. Really deep condition, including toesies, armpits, bellies, that kind of stuff. Um, because hydration isn't just for the coat, it's also for the skin. So then now we've got the argan oil face mask and all the deep conditioning all over the dog. Now we do a final rinse and we rinse, rinse, rinse like a lunatic. And then your dog is fully bathed. So that's my process. And then we hand dry everybody. So the bath is like the biggest part of the groom, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like a process. And now I feel bad that like poor Ollie in his nine years of life does not experience this level of treatment. This is not meant to make anybody feel bad. <laughs> I just really want to show you what's possible. But it also like makes sense. I'm like, oh, that's why. So he's a Frenchie and, you know, he has like hotspots sometimes or like, you know, his folds like get kind of crusty. And it's like, oh, I don't really pay that much attention to his face, you know, especially like doing the two facial masks and then the argan oil. Like he needs some love there. That's actually something that 
I should mention right now is the guilt that goes on with having a dog because you love them so much and you just want to take such good care of them. And I am always wanting people to feel better about how they take care of their dog. And I just want you to know that if you give your dog a beautiful place to live and a full belly and a cozy bed, you're great. You know, there's so much guilt when people are like, oh no, my dog's mad and I'm a bad mom. It's okay. Your dog's happy. You know, you have a cozy bed and a food in the belly. So it's okay. Yeah. I just, I know you're not like, you know, freaked out, but I just, there's so much guilt that comes with having a dog. Part of my JRG mission at my shop and what we work on is making our clients feel good because so many people feel guilty. Everybody comes in. I'm a bad mom. My dog's filthy. I'm so sorry. And I'm just like, well, if he was clean and perfect, I'd be out of a job. I really just try to make them feel good. So I just want to make sure that you know. Don't sweat it, babe. Oh, that is so Your dog's sweet. cozy and just great. So Jess, you walked us through the, you know, JRG experience. So me thinking about this, like I take my dog to get groomed, but you know, sometimes mm -hmm. she does get a bath at home. What are some tips from your experience that we can translate at home? Like when you said that you leave mm -hmm. on the shampoo, you know, and you're kind of like working in sections, should we be leaving our shampoo on our dog for five to 10 minutes while we're working on different parts of the body? I'm, you know, I'm a lunatic. So I, I realize like not everyone's going to be crazy. This is my whole life. What I do recommend actually is having a two dedicated pitchers. And this will make your life easier or a squeeze bottle. So if you can get a pitcher, just like a plastic pitcher okay. and fill it with warm water and just like squeeze a good amount of shampoo and then snush it around. So it's like a shampoo water, pour that over your dry dog and zhuzh it around because it's, it's water with shampoo. So you don't have to wet shampoo. So it'll save you a little bit of a step. And it also really helps to get a good lather. It makes your job a little quicker, especially if your job, if your dog doesn't like it. And then you can also have a dedicated water only squeeze bottle or pitcher. So you can only use that if your dog doesn't love the face getting rinsed. I also recommend getting a really big mama sponge, dipping it in warm water and just kind of pouring, especially over a Frenchie, just kind of like I'm um, squeezing it over the face. So it's like a trickle of water and you can use the sponge to wipe away the product. So that's like a really gentle way to rinse a face. You know, there's these mixing bottles we use at work. You can get them on Amazon or Chewy or wherever, but it's just a squeeze bottle where you can mix shampoo and water with. But if you have one that's just water, this is actually like an invention I want to create. Basically a squeeze bottle for rinsing faces if your dog doesn't like their face rinsed. One other product I love is by Alpha Grooming Products, A-L-P-H-A. They have this like genius suction cup. Okay. And I don't know how they got it to work. They're geniuses. I'm so sad I didn't invent it. But if you have a flat surface that's not grouted tile, but it's just completely flat, you can put the suction cup in and lock it in place. And then you can have a little leash loop on your dog so they won't jump out of your bathtub or the sink or wherever you bathe your dog. I go through all these products in my pet parent course. So if, if anybody wants to go nuts and take a deep dive, Get the pet parent course and you could see all that I have so many like little tips and tricks and like that kind of stuff. It's not a grooming course. It's not how to groom your dog. It's how to maintain your dog between groomings. Just want to put that out there. Oh, I love that. We'll link to that too on our website. We have to get into the blow dry part of it because we love that content on your IG. You're so good at it. You hand dry every dog. Are you using like a Dyson? What are you using? The shop. 
Oh, I love Dyson. Shout out to Jen Atkin again. So we have a bunch of different professional dryers. Damn, there's this one that's on Amazon. I don't know the name of it, but it's a little white box dryer with like a hose that comes out of it that has warm air. Honestly, you can use a Dyson if you're fancy. You can use any hair dryer. Just make sure it's not hot. And a lot of dogs like to air dry, but if you have a curly coated dog, definitely try to get the dog's curly coat as straight as possible so that you can make sure that it's brushed out. And also you can do it the next day if your dog hates the dryer. Do you have tips for a dog, aka Ollie, who hates the hair dryer? I mean, if you're bathing your dog at home, I would just towel dry, especially just get those little wrinkles on the face dry. And there's some oils you can get for wrinkles that will keep the moisture out. That's if you have a smush face dog, like a pug or a Frenchie. But yeah, I think just do your best. I mean, it, you're not a professional groomer. So it really does help to have your dog up. If you really want to blow dry your dog, it helps to have them up on a high surface so they're not running around. So put them on a table or a counter. It also really helps if you have a buddy to give treats. So there are different ways to get your dog dry. You can also do like half dry, half air dry, you know, like let your dog run around for an hour and then start the fluff out. I love these little slicker brushes. I sell them on my website. I had to ship them from Japan. I went to Tokyo and got like the coolest little brush. I'm in the process of making my own. We call it the Tiny K-Pro brush. And because the company is called K-Pro, but like it's tiny. And so you can use it. You can even use it on a big dog or a little dog. But what you want to do is like point some warm air on the dog and gently glide the brush through where the air hits only. And what that does, it's called stretch drying. It just kind of fluffs out your dog and it makes it really beautiful and poofy. Love. Okay. So this was like a very common question that we got on our Instagram, but it's like, how do you trim a dog's nails without traumatizing yourself or the dog? Um, if you really, really want to do it, if you've been traumatized, I mean, it's scary, you know, cause you can cut the dog's nails short and they hate it and it they is. scream. And then you've now everybody's traumatized. So I guess what you can do is I always look at the nail from the side. So if I can look at the nail from the side, sometimes your dogs will have white nails and it's really easy to see that quick inside. If you can't see it, I mean, just go to a groomer or a vet. Just walk in for a nail trim. You know what I mean? Like, or you could get a Dremel yeah. and just yep. Dremel the nail a little bit. If you have a short coated dog, like a pit, usually pits have really short nails for some reason. You can just Dremel them. If your dog has really fluffy hair, just be careful because the Dremel spins and it can spin and catch the coat. Nobody wants that. But yeah, if you think you're going to be traumatized or your dog's going to be traumatized, go to the groomer. Just walk in for a nail trim or a call and say, can I come in for a quick nail trim and just do it there. Yeah. That's like people trying to uh, squeeze their dog's anal glands at home. I'm like, I'm going to bring them in for that. that that's something I don't want to deal with personally. So that's something I think you should take your dog to the vet for, not a groomer. It's sort of an antiquated service. Groomers used to do it. It's just not, it's not as good as taking them to the vet. And it's just a little more thorough to have the vet do it. You can have the groomers check. We just check anal glands at work, totally. but we don't really like force express them. It's not bad. It's just not great. But you do brush dog's teeth. Yes. I'm very big on dental care for dogs. Any tips there for dogs who hate getting their teeth brushed or yeah, like, is there a, a toothpaste that you like to use? Yes. Um, Vets Best, I believe is the brand. 
The best advice a dental hygienist for dogs ever told me was to stand behind your dog when brushing their teeth because, or squat or be behind your dog because they're going to back away from you. So if they back into you, it's so much easier. And then also try not to open the mouth too wide. Try to just kind of wiggle the brush in, in the lips and just do your best to brush the teeth that way. So if the dog's mouth is really open, it's kind of scary for them. And then if they can back away from you, try to do it the other way around so that they're backing into you. That's like the best advice I've ever gotten. How often should we be brushing our dog's teeth at home? Because I usually just get it done when I get Quinn groomed. Once a week, if you can, twice a week, if you can, you know, who does that? I don't do that. Oh my gosh. I know some people who are really good and like do it every day, yeah. which I wish that I would have done because yeah. poor Ollie has had to get some teeth taken out and it's like, I feel like it was so traumatizing for him. But I feel like once a week, that's a good. Yeah. Once a week. We do the anesthesia-free dental days at my shop. I don't recommend them as your only dental cure. I would say have it as like a supplemental thing between deep cleans under anesthesia, which you should do every like three years or so. And weirdly, dogs with tiny mouths have more dental issues than dogs with big mouths. Yeah, because there's not as much room. What kind of dog is Quinn? There she is right there. She's a Chihuahua Terrier mix. Oh, tiny picture. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's eight pounds. She's definitely way more Chihuahua than she is Terrier. But yeah, she's eight pounds. So she's like little. And she's, two, she's almost two years old. Yeah, she's fresh. What a cutie pie. I love that. Yeah, chihuahuas need dental, like I would say at least one to two times a year for anesthesia free. And then like every three years or so for like deep clean, they get under the gums, they do x-rays, like they really get in there. Like if you go to the vet. Perf. We do modern animal here in LA, which has been a freaking lifesaver just from the chat function alone, because Quinn's always there's always something with Quinn's esophagus so we're like very very in tuned with our vet <laughs> chat function is amazing yeah and they're always so complimentary they're like oh Oliver's looking so handsome today I'm like thank you okay wait hold on speaking of compliments so when I take Quinn to get groomed I mean I freaking love it because she looks so cute but Okay, we took her to the groomer, and the first time we took her, they're like, hey, play with her nails more because she, like, was really stubborn during the nail clipping or whatever. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll do that. So now, like, when I take her outside on walks, when we come back in, I wipe her little paws, and she does give me, like, the crazy chihuahua, like, ah, like, she's going to town. Like, she's, like, mad. Does she bite you? She attempts to, but, like, every time she does it, it's like a fake out. Like, she, like, thinks she's 80 pounds, but, like, she's not doing shit. So... We're like, okay, you need to calm down. And I think it's kind of cute, but I always try to keep my composure. I'm like, I'm going to wipe your tiny paws. You're and literally, I do this every day, and she has the same behavior. So we take her to the groomer. She's been groomed several times since we gotten her. And like the the groomer always just casually is like, oh, don't forget to you know play with Quinn's like paws. So because she is a little stubborn with the nails. And I'm like, is this bitch literally like trying to attack my dog groomer? Like, is that what my groomer? Because we're like, was she terrible? And they're like, oh no, she's so really? cute. We love her. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe it. I feel like she was a tiny terror the whole time. So like, I I appreciate that our groomer is not trying to like shame us for her being just a demon from hell but also I'm like oh my god I feel bad for our groomer this is actually really helpful for me because sometimes I like don't want to make people feel bad but maybe I should just be like uber duper honest 
You know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm like, I mean, be honest, because for me, I'll use like words like he was very opinionated today. (laughs) Or like, I don't want to be a dick about it. But do you think I should be more honest? Like if people are like, do you guys really, really, really want to know if your dog's an asshole? Oh, my God. Absolutely. It's like same with like a human child. Okay, maybe I should get better about being more honest. Yes. I say, you know, like I put it gently because we are in the service business. So we are of service. So it's like hard for us to be like super duper honest, but maybe I should just be a little more honest and raw with my clients. But um, yeah, you know, maybe your dog was a dick. I have no idea. Just ask, was my dog a dick? Be real. Just say, be real. I want to know. Was my dog an asshole? Did my dog bite you or whatever? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I bring it up because it's so funny. Like, Quinn is super territorial over me and Patrick, my boyfriend. And so when she sees other dogs, like, she'll be on, mm-hmm. like, high alert barking at all these other dogs. When we took her to daycare for the first time, we were terrified. We're like, oh, my God, she's going to bark at these dogs the entire time. She's not going to make any friends. She was totally fine, huh? And, yeah, and they were like, oh, she's great. She's hanging out. She's just chilling. And we're like, no, you're fully lying to us. There's no way this dog was okay. It's because you're, like, out of the picture. You're not there. Yeah, we weren't there. We weren't there. So that's helpful. So for me, I'm like, I bet you she she is being because I, I call this dog the devil dog. I'm like, Oh, my little demon from the depths of hell. She's so cute. But she is. Do you want to know anything about what to do with about your dog? Or were you hanging out and chatting? We have a speed round. But let's let's talk about Quinny. Yeah. Quinny. Okay, so Jess, like, <sighs> I love this dog dearly, but like, I swear to God, when I go to get her to wipe her little paw pads, because like we live in a big apartment complex, right? So like when we take her for walks, like she's probably walking in like pea soaked lawns. Like I don't want her and she sleeps in the bed with us because she's a little diva. So like, I don't want that all up in my bed or all over my house. So literally anytime we take her in from outside, I sit her down and I kind of hold her and you know, it's like go time. We're doing this. And she will either really freak out and show her teeth and like attempt to bite or the whole time she sounds like Chewbacca where she's just like, like like whinnying. So what, like what, what can I do to get her more acclimated to this thing that we do literally twice a day that she hates? Can you give her like treats? Yeah. Have you ever like involved treats in that? We bribe this dog on a regular basis. So, but actually now that I think about it, when it comes to like doing that process, no. So maybe what should happen is like Patrick is there with me. Yeah. Try it a few times. Will you also have a much more firm energy with her? When you say you sit her down, what does that mean? So like I pick her cause you know, she's eight pounds. So I pick her up and I sit her on my lap and I hold her little arm, hold her in your arm, grab the towel, Meow, meow, meow. Her legs are dangling. Meow, meow. Just do it really quick. Give a treat. No big deal energy. If she growls, uh uh-uh. Touch her. uh Uh-uh. And have like a firm energy, but don't have any opinion. Don't have any emotion. It's just no. It's just uh uh-uh. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people combine the corrections with emotions or opinions, and that is a sign of weakness to dogs. So what you want to do is have a neutral opinion. Neutral, it's just no. You know what I mean? Do you use wipes or do you use like a towel? I use wipes. I use these wipes that we got from um, Wild One. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. I love Wild One wipes. Grab the wipe. You can even grab the wipe and give a treat during that moment. 
and then hold, don't put her on your lap. Okay. And she is basically your boss. So you just hold her in your arm, wipe, 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 no big deal. Energy, put her down, treat. Uh-uh. And that's it. Move, move on with your day. The less of like a process it is. And also the uh-uh, the no should have not only no opinion and no emotion, but it should also match the same energy as hers. So you don't want to give like a big uh-uh if it's like not that big of a, you just match her energy level. That's great advice. It's just no. We don't, we don't fucking do that. I love you, but no. Freaking amazing. Ollie does that too when we try to like wipe his butthole. Yeah. My husband's the same way when I try to do it with him. That was a joke. It's a total joke. Um, <laughs> no, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. You are the boss. You have no opinion. It's just, I am the boss. That's how it is. If you're baby talking, it's like, it's okay, baby. It kind of puts you in like a lower status. So you have to have high status. You're the boss. No opinion. Yeah, because contrary to popular belief, Quinn, I'm the head bitch in charge, not you. So... Mm -hmm. love that I fucking love that energy shit she's about to show some respect oh my god I am so impressed with that that's exactly the energy holy shit thank you thank you wait Sarah do you have Ollie with you right now I do I want to go get Quinn I feel like we should do the speed round with our dogs we'll be really quick is that okay Jess I don't like dogs I'm just kidding of course yes please (laughs) give me all of them hold on hold on I'll be right back my god i would just obsess over both of these kids what gorgeous beasts you have look at this baby dog yes a nice friend but yeah now that i'm like all up in here this would be nice with some blueberry face mask okay jess let's do this speed round okay i'm in what's the hardest dog to groom wheat and terrier That's just like my personal most difficult dog. They tend to, I don't know, they tend to attract a type of client that won't get them fixed. And they just, I don't know, they're just very difficult in my opinion. The ones I've groomed are very, they're terriers. They're very, um, not very trainable and just kind of like a little bullheaded. If you have one, I mean, we also have very sweet Wheaton terriers that come into my shop. But like the ones in a show trim with the fall covering their eyes, those tend to usually be loons. Yeah, I'm stirring shit up, you guys. I'm fucking controversial. Yeah, we're going to get some phone calls from some Wheat and Terrier parents. We love it. Oh, shit. Sorry. How many times have you been bit? Countless. A million. Of any, like, you had to, like, go to the ER or, like, break up with a client? Um, yes, I've had to do both. I once groomed a cat when I was like really young, just a baby groomer, had no training. My boss, who was so dumb, was like, go bathe this cat. And I was like, okay. Bathe the cat. The cat fully attacked me. And what happens is cats can puncture you. So what happens like with a pun- like the puncture, they kind of deposit disgusting bacteria into your skin. So you have to go get a tetanus shot. And then also cats don't let go. They just fucking hang on to you. So I was really young. I, I never bathed cats totally. since then. And then there's like another time when I started to get more and more successful, I had a client who had two dogs that I absolutely would just not stop biting. And I have this funny cone that I put on them that I got on Amazon. It looks like a a daisy. It's hilarious. It's like furry. It's like soft. So I put this cone on so they can't (laughs) bite. And I have this thing called a groomer's helper so that the dog can't spin around. But usually the dog will kind of like surrender at some point. 
but this dog would not stop biting like hours of trying to bite. Like I just could not get through to this dog. And I was like, you know, I just don't have time to train your dog right now. And I think she'd already been to a, to a groomer that was able totally. to groom the dog. So I'm like, just stick with your person. If your dog's a loon. Totally. Yeah. I just, at this point, it's crazy that we're booked out four months in advance at my shop. Not for short haired dogs, not for dogs like yours. It's only for haircuts. So if you guys, if anyone's listening and they want to come to JRG and they have a cutie pie short haired dog, come on over. Slide into my DMs or we'll email us. There's hope for you yet, you guys. Yes. The short haired dogs are very easy. And now you know all the things we do. So many people think you can't groom a short haired dog, but you could do so much. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, those are the two um, biting ish stories that I had. This is not on here, but can you share with the audience some of your famous dog clientele? In your intro, we mentioned Katy Perry, obviously, and her little nugget, who is truly, I cannot believe that dog is real. Who else is now a part of your celebrity clientele? Well, we've groomed Jane Lynch's dogs, Megan Mullally, um, Haley Steinfeld, Jake Johnson, and Zoe Deschanel from New Girl. Aren't they so great? Oh, yay! I love them. Um, Taylor Schilling, like so many. Um, who else? Did I say Megan Mullally, Nick Offerman? So many comedians on the list, which must be big for you. Yeah, I mean, there was a point where we were grooming Dr. Dre's dog, which was so huge. We used to go to his house every week and groom his dog. Well, it was when he was with his wife, which they're split up, so I can talk about it now. But it was Nicole's dog. And, man. That's a, some, that's a good clientele list blanking on who else but there's more i mean maya rudolph who i love natasha leone um oh my god the list just keeps going they have great taste oh thank you thank you thank you um i love maya rudolph can we just talk about how great she is and her fucking husband are you kidding she's perfect when they were shooting licorice pizza there was a moment where i thought maybe i was going to be able to slide on in there and be an extra or do something but it just didn't work out. But Maya was trying. And also because like the movies like set in the 70s, they had me do a really fun mustache on their dog. And when Maya came to pick up the dog, I put a big, um, a big 70s scarf on the dog and I played a 70s disco and I had uh, the team come have Leroy come walk out and like do like a catwalk but like to disco music. Wow. The service, the attention to detail. She got a kick out of it. Well, I mean, I'm obsessed with her. I love her so much. But yeah. She's incredible. She's incredible. We had Molly Stern, who is an incredible makeup artist who has been working on Maya since like before SNL. And she only has amazing things to say about Maya as well. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I just love her so much. I groom a lot of like celeb makeup artists, celeb hairstylists, like all those. They're not technically celebs, but they kind of are. Okay, last question. Who is your favorite dog you've ever groomed? Your favorite look? Oh my God, how dare you? I know, apologies. Doesn't have to be personality-wise, like your best work. I would say, man, I mean, I really love Nugget. She's so tiny. Okay, there's a there's a really, really exceptionally beautiful dog named Leroy. It's another Leroy. And he belongs to Maurice Harris, who owns Bloom and Plume. He has the floral show on HBO. He has 
the one of the most gorgeous standard poodles that I've ever seen, and it has a full tail. You know, a lot of standard poodles have a dock tail. This dog, and we do this sort of like squirrel tail on his dog, and the dog's coat is stunning, and he just is such a gorgeous, perfect dog. That I would say, when you're describing like the, how the dogs feel when they walk out of the shop, I think Leroy really feels beautiful because he's such a gorgeous dog. I also love standard poodles. I think I want to get one. They're just like, oh my God, what am I doing? I could barely groom my tiny poodle, but you know, such is oh, life. They're such beautiful dogs. Just standard poodles are just gorgeous. And also they're very versatile. A lot of people with doodles are like, don't poodle my doodle. But it's like, you can you can do so much with a poodle. They're the most <laughs> versatile dog ever. You can do a big teddy bear. You could do a big Bichon haircut. You could do bell bottoms. You could do so much with a poodle. Don't only think that it's a shaved face and like these like, you know, pom-poms. There's so much. I learned so much, Kirby. Also follow Maurice Harris Bloom and Plume because he makes the most incredible floral arrangements and he's been doing it for his whole life. His grandmother taught him. He's just like such a special person. I really love him. Shout out to Maurice. Hell yeah. I'm going to get right on that. Jess, you're so fun. And this was so important. I learned so much, honestly. Like, thank you. Thank you. I feel like a new woman. Hell yeah. I didn't know it was going to be this kind of podcast. I feel like empowered as a dog parent as well. Really? You know, like you empowered me. Oh, wow. Hi, Quinny. What a, co- what a gorgeous little baby. Oh, come over. You guys are in LA, right? We are. Oh, well, come over. Hell we yeah. We just might have to. We'll do blueberry facial. And I will be very honest if your dog is a dick for nails. I'll, I'll really tell you for sure. Thank you. Thank you. I need that transparency. I need that transparency. Okay, Jess. So tell us where we can find you and Jess Rona Grooming and how everybody can access you. Yeah, that's it. Jess Rona Grooming on Instagram. I just started a TikTok. And Jess Rona courses are where you can find all my courses. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jess. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of Gloss Angeles. Uh, you know where to find us. We're Gloss Angeles Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We also have our Facebook group and you can access every product that Jess mentioned along with links to her courses on our website. We're going to link back to her. We will talk to you on Tuesday. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 